0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعين به ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شر أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم All praise is due to Allah we praise him and seek his help and forgiveness. We seek refuge in Allah, the Most High, from the evils of our own selves and from our wicked deeds. Whomever Allah guides cannot be misguided and whomever he leads astray cannot be guided. I testify that there is no true God worthy of being worshipped except Allah, alone, without a partner or associate. And I further testify that Muhammad <coughs> is Allah's slave and messenger. May Allah, salah and salam, also be Granted to the household of the Prophet and to all of his noble companions. Allahu Taala amanu wa mutunna illa wa muslimun. you believe, fear Allah as He should be feared, and die not except in a state of Islam. Baka Laha azwa ya Rabbakum min nafs wa minha وَبَثْتَ O mankind, be dutiful to your Rabb Allah who created you from a single person, Adam and from him, Adam, he created his wife, Eve and from them both, he created many men and women and fear Allah through whom you demand your mutual rights and don't cut the relations of womb's kinship Surely Allah is our all-knower and all watcher over you O who you believe, keep your duty to Allah and fear Him and speak always the truth He will direct you to do righteous good deeds and will forgive you your sins and whosoever obeys Allah and his messenger has indeed achieved a great success أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله تعالى وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار If to proceed the most truthful speech is that of Allah's book the Quran and that the best of guidance is that of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and that the worst of evils are the muhdathat the newly invented methods in the Deen, and every innovative matter in the Deen is a bidah, and every bidah is a Dalala is a misguidance and every Dalala is in the fire of hell. <coughs> this is the book on the Salah, the chapter on Salah. And the discussions in this book will be based on those held by our Shaykh Muhammad bin Salih al taala, as in his explanation of the uh, fiqh book known as Zadul Mustaqna' and <coughs> this explanation is known in Arabic As-Sharhul Mumta' Ala Zadil Mustaqna and also from his other classes particularly from al Maram as well as uh, others the Salah we spoke about the (coughs) merits of Salah the rank of Salah and the importance of Salah in Islam those were presented in Five chapters, all of them are on the site. For those who may have uh, joined us at this point, they may refer <coughs> to the introduction to Salah, talking about the rank of Salah in Islam, characteristics, merits, etc. Now we're going to talk about the manner of Salah, the description of Salah, which is really how to conduct it. Salah is worship, and as you know, the conditions for worship are two. Number one is, إخلاص لله تعالى. Purity of intention actions must be purely and sincerely done for the sake of Allah the Most High Second, they must be in conformity with the Sharia following the Messenger Sallallahu <coughs> Alaihi What is opposite to Ikhlas or sincerity and purity is Shirk And what opposes Al Mutaba following the Sharia is the innovation. So whoever follows the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam without having purity of intention, meaning they must be purely and sincerely done for Allah, then His worship is not correct. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Al-Hadith Al-Qudusi I am the one who does not stand to have a partner whoever does anything while associating anyone or anything else with me I shall abandon him with the one or with the thing he associates with me and whoever is sincere but does not follow the messenger then his is is rejected because the prophet said whoever does anything which is not in accordance with our way Then it is rejected And as we know Salah is one Is the greatest (coughs) Pillar Of Islam After the Declaration of faith After the Declaration of the testimony Of the shahadatayn La ilaha illallah Muhammadun Rasulullah And if it is Abandoned Due to Negligence And due to Laziness Then it is Kufr and whoever rejects its obligation then he is a kafir even if he prays for example if he says I pray these five prayers as optional then he is a kafir even though he may pray them and salah is conducted in congregational in congregation as also individually and it is an obligation for men to carry the Salah in congregation and in the case of the congregational prayer the best thing for the believer to do is to make the wubu' at his house or at his home and completes the wudu completing the wudu is called isbah wudu then leaves his home with the intention to having salah with the jamaah with the congregation and if he does so no single step he puts on the ground except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raises him a degree for it and will take a sin of him, having a sin remitted for it, whether his house is close to the masjid or far off the masjid, and this does not mean that he should seek the father's mosques, this means that if his house is away or far from the mosque, then don't consider it as far and don't say that this is tiring and exhausting to reach rather seek it and go for it for in this case for every step you put forth then you will get the reward of raising you a degree and remitting a sin of you, for you (coughs) and from the etiquette for going to the masjid for salah is that the person goes with tranquility and calmness and dignity tranquility in his utterances and in his movements as well as in his overall appearance so he does not go while being upset or disturbed or walks irregularly rather he goes with dignity and tranquility because he is going to a place where he is going to stand before the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we know that in this life if someone goes to a palace to meet one of the kings you will find him prepared, doing all that what he can in order to look in a acceptable way and you will find him taking care of himself as to how he walks, how he talks, etc., how is his dress and he will go with dignity and calmness, all of that will appear on him then what about the one who goes to the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to stand therein before his hands then he should not rush, should not hasten should not hurry up even if he fears that he is going to miss the salah even if he fears that he is going to miss the salah because the Prophet sallallahu alayhi said in the authentic hadith إِذَا سَمِعْتُمْ الْإِقَامَةِ Hamshu Irasala, Waaleikum Sakina, Orwakar Wala Tus. If you hear the Ikama for Salah, then you walk to the Salah while in state of tranquility and calmness and don't rush and don't hurry. Tema Adractum Fasallu Wama Fatakum Fakdu Faatimbu and whatever portion of the prayer you get meaning along with the Imam, offer it and complete afterwards whatever you missed because this is the real etiquette with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then if you reach the mosque <coughs> and the adhan has already been called had already been called, then in this case you may pray the regular sunnah, which is called a ratiba. If this obligatory prayer has a regular sunnah before it, then you come with this prayer and you do it. And if there is no ratiba, regular sunnah for this particular prayer before it, then you may pray the sunnah between the two adhan, which is the adhan, Pronouncing the Salah and then the Iqama, and the Iqama itself is called Adhan. Then you may pray between them, between the Adhan and between the Iqama, because between them there is Salah, as the Prophet Wasallam said, <coughs> "Between every two calls there is Salah, meaning which is optional for the one who wants to pray. And this Salah, if you do it, it will." stand as suffice for the tahiyat al masjid tahiyat al masjid the two rak'ah known as tahiyat al masjid the salutation to the mosque because the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the hadith said if anyone of you enters the prayer or the mosque فلا يجلس حتى يصلي ركعتين if anyone of you enters the mosque then let him not sit until he offers two rakah so in this case if he performs the regular ratida two rakah or the sunnah between the two adhan which is two rakah then this is this applies upon him that he made the offering of two rakah before he sits, then afterwards you may sit, you sit waiting for the iqamah, and know that you are still in a state of salah, as long as you wait for the salah, even if the imam is late, five minutes or ten minutes, then you are in a state of goodness because you are in salah as as long as you wait for the salah in addition the angels make salah for you meaning they invoke Allah for you as long as you are in your place of prayers and a person upon whom the angels make salah or make salah for him invoking Allah for him then this is worthy of response by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the dua of the angels and when the iqama is announced, then the the person may stand up and it is said that he may stand up when he hears when the imam begins the iqama, or when he says Hayya ala salah, come for the prayer and it is also said that he may stand up when the Imam says and all are adequate all are adequate, why? because the Sunnah did not specify the when a person can stand up for the uh, Salah except that the Prophet said لَا تَقُومُوا حَتَّى if the iqama is pronounced then don't stand for the Salah till you see me meaning in front of you and this is reported in Al-Bukhari and in Muslim and if the Sunnah is not specified concerning when the person stands for the Salah then <coughs> the standing in the beginning of the ikama, or during the Iqamah or after the Iqamah is announced all of this is permissible so now what's important now is that you are prepared to enter into to enter the Salah lest Takbirat al-Ihram misses you lest that takbirat al-ihram the takbira of saying Allahu Akbar commencing the salah misses you then the person will go now through the process of straightening the rose because the Prophet alayhi commanded that he said sawu sufufakum straighten your rose and he was to direct his companions to this until they came to understand this and they knew it very well. And one of the days he came out وسلم, and the Salah was called, the Iqamah was called and then he looked around and he saw a man projecting his chest. So he, Sallallahu Alayhi wasallam said, Aybada Allah, let uh so let us let usuna sofufa kum aw layofalifannan lahu baina your rose or Allah will alter your faces. another narration, will cause dissension in your hearts and this is a command, and there is a warning in this lest there will be a dissension in the hearts of the believers and that's why some of the people of knowledge went to the opinion that straightening the rose is obligatory and they took for evidence the command of the Prophet and his warning to that and such a command and such a warning cannot be considered as Sunnah only so therefore the preponderating opinion in this matter is that the straightening of the rose is obligatory And if the Jama'ah, the group of Muslims performing the congregational prayers, do not straighten their rows, then they are held blameworthy, sinful. And this is what is apparent from the statements of Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, Rahimahullah. Now, if they don't straighten their rows, is then the salah considered invalid because they had left an obligatory matter the answer it is possible because it is invalid because they left an obligatory matter however however the other possibility is that it is invalid yet they are sinful, this possibility is stronger because the straightening of the rows is obligatory for the Salah, not obligatory therein meaning it is external to its format like for example the Adhan the Adhan for example is Obligatory for the salah but the salah is not invalid if the adhan is not done now the straightening of the rows is done by in such a way that no one steps ahead of the other in the row what is the criteria for this is it the front of the feet is it the front of the feet the answer is the criteria is the shoulders from the upper part of the body and the ankles in the lower part of the body and this is when people are straight meaning if a person has an ailment whereby his back is bent forward then in this case there is no consideration to the shoulders because they cannot be aligned and concerning the ankles why they are considered from the lower part to be part of the criteria because they are in the column they are part of the column upon which the body is or relies. They are in the bottom of the thigh. And the thigh is the column of the body upon which it depends. So that's why it is taken as a criteria for the lower part. The front and the back of the feet are not considered because they differ with people some people have longer feet than others others shorter than others and that's why the ankle is considered to be the criteria and the alignment and the straightening of the rows is that people stand alongside, and there is no difference if the row which we are talking about is the row which is behind the Imam or with the Imam. In the case, for example, two who are praying together, they should stand alongside. Contrary to what people may think, that the Imam should step a little bit forward in order to be distinguished from the one praying with him in fact this is in opposition to the what's apparent from the textual proof when the Prophet took by Ibn Abbas from his head and from behind him and put him to his right the report did not mention anything about putting Ibn Abbas to the Prophet's right a little bit back to the back in addition the Imam and the Ma'moom by the way the word Ma'moom meaning the one praying with the Imam is called Ma'moom so let us focus on these two words the Imam is known as the Imam who leads the Salah and the Ma'moom is the one who praying with the Imam or behind the Imam when the Imam and the Ma'am move they constitute a row and accordingly a row must be aligned or straightened alongside there is another meaning to straightening the lines and this is perfection this is perfection as Allah said in Surah Al-Qasas in chapter 28 verse 14 Twenty eight, verse fourteen. Allahu ta'ala, Walamma belaga ashudahu wastawa. Walamma belaga ashudahu wastawa. Term wastawa here means reach the state of perfection. So therefore. Surah Al-Qasas 28 verse 14 and when he attained his full strength and was perfect in manhood we bestowed on him حكم prophethood etc this is about Musa so the term here the word استَوَىٰ meaning reached perfection in manhood but here also استَوَىٰ يُسَوِّي أَصَّط in addition to the meaning of straightening the rose, it means also perfection in that. And the perfection here comprises many things, from these standing alongside, standing alongside, and this is in accordance with the preponderating of opi- opinion, this is wajibah obligatory the second from the perfection of straightening the rose is at-taraas standing close together in rows, standing close together close together in rows. this is from the perfection of taswiyat as-saf straightening the rose and the Prophet used to command that and he commanded his Ummah to stand as the angels stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he sallallahu said in the hadith of Jabir bin Samura may Allah be pleased with him as saying why do you not stand in rows as the angels do in the presence of their Lord we asked how do the angels Stand in rows in the presence of their Lord He وسلم, replied They make the first row complete And keep close together in the row And keep close together in the row Here what is meant Is what is meant by this Is that they don't They are close together such that they don't leave gaps for shaitan or for shayateen and it does not mean to become crowded because there is a difference between al-tarasu, standing close together and wattazahum being crowded and that's why the Prophet he said he used to say so stand close together, walatadao furujatil li and don't leave gaps for shaytan. He ﷺ said, Set the rows in order, stand shoulder to shoulder, close the gaps, be pliant in the hands of your brethren and do not leave openings for the devil and this hadith is reported by Abu Dawood and uh shaykh al-Albani rahimahullah authenticated it as in his book Sahih Dawood. so here it means don't leave gaps for the shayateen to pass through because the shayateen pass between the in between the row like like the small black sheep in order to confuse and disrupt the prayers of the people and take away from their tranquility the third element of in the completion of the Salah in the completion of the rows and its perfection is completing the first row then the next this is considered from the straightening of the rows so the person should not go to the second row until the first row is completed and thus with respect to the third with respect, with respect to the Third row in relation to the second row Complete the second Before going to the third And the Prophet ﷺ commanded this And He said لو يعلم الناس ما في النداء والصف الأول ثم لم يجدوا إلا أن يستهموا عليه يستهموا He ﷺ said In the hadith Reported by Abu Huraira, If you were to know or if they were to know what excellence lies in the first rows there would have been drawing of lots for filling them there would have been drawing of lots al-o-t-s for filling them and he said in another hadith in Sayyid Muslim also in Sayyid al-Bukhari if the people were to know what excellence is there in the adhan, in the call for prayers, and in the first row, and they could not get these opportunities except by drawing lots they would have definitely done that and this means that they draw lots, so if someone if two came to join the first row, so one of them said I have more right than you in this. And the other said, No, I have more right than you in that. If they draw lots for this place, they say, We draw lots for that. This is just to show the importance and praiseworthiness of being in the first row. And it is from the play of Shaitan with people nowadays they come to the prayer and they see the first row half filled, half occupied yet they go to start a second row and if the salah is called for through the iqamah and if they were told and if they are told complete the first row they would look right and left, as if amazed and the reason for this is really, first due to this great ignorance and also, secondly, due to some of the Imams, careless are careless regarding this matter meaning of straightening the rows and bringing the people close, standing close together in the rows so if the imam sees someone projecting forward he may tell him to step backward and align yourself with the others and we know that the prophet used to pass through the rows from one side to the other getting the chests and shoulders in order and no one who believes in Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and in His messenger would take lightly the threat that you straighten your laws, your rules, or otherwise Allah will cause dissent amongst your hearts or in your hearts, and then be negligent about this. Here now we mention a Hadith which is famous amongst the people, and the Hadith is: Inna Allah la ila Allah does not look at the Crooked Row This is a weak hadith Though famous But it is weak hadith Fourthly From the perfection of the rows Is that the rows Should be close to each other As well as being close To the Imam Because they are a congregation And congregation is taken from coming together not being far off and the closer the rows to each other and the more close to the Imam then that is better and even more beautiful and we see that in some mosques that the distance between the space between the Imam and the first row is enough to take another row or even two rows meaning the Imam is stepping forward a lot and this is apparently due to ignorance because the Sunnah for the Imam is to be close to the Ma'moom the ones following him and for the mean for the followers to be close to the Imam and that each row be close from with the other row Case is the second row with respect to the third row considered a first row such that it will fall under the meritorious statement of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam if people were to know what's in the first row then if they were to draw lots for it they will do, the answer is apparently no because the first row necessitates hastening and coming early to the prayers and this is something required contrary with the second row it may be established with the delay of the Imam being late fifthly from the straightening of the rows, from the perfection in straightening the rows, is to draw near to the Imam, to draw near to the Imam, because of the Hadith of the Prophet ﷺ. Let those who are sedate and perduent, be near me. Let those of you who are sedate and prudent, sedate and prudent, be near me. And the closer the one is near to the Imam, the more proper. Some people come to the row and they find a place close to the Imam, yet you see them going to the end of the row by the wall. And this is from deprivation, meaning losing the merit. from the perfection of straightening the rows is giving preference to the right side to the imam over the left one meaning the right side of the row is better than the, or excels the left one but this is not to be taken in general had it been in general then the Prophet ﷺ would have said complete the right then the next to the right as he said with respect to the rows complete the front row then the one that comes next so let us look as to the foundations of sharia how are we going to consider this with respect to the left side of the imam Then we say if the two sides, the one to the right and to the one to the left of the Imam, are almost equal, then someone comes to join, then in this case, the right would be preferable. Take an example. Five to the right. Five to the left of the imam There are ten The eleventh one comes now We say to him go to the right Because in this ki- in this case The yameen, the right, excels When we have uh, equality Or close to equality Such that no real great deal of discrepancy Between the two is, is apparent However, when they become clearly unequal, and not too close in as to the number of people on each side, then in this case we say, there is no doubt that the one on the left side who is closer to the Imam, excels the one who is to the right and far off from the Imam this is indicated that if in the case of jama'ah for example three people is for the Imam to stand in between this is in the beginning of the command in the beginning the command for jama'ah, if there were three, is that for the imam to stay in between, between the two and this indicates that the right side is not, or does not excel the left side in general meaning in all times, absolutely, had it been the case then in the the two from the three, would have been to the right of the imam. But what is legalized is that, one to the right and one to the left, so that the imam stands in the middle. So therefore, here we say that, the excellence of being to the right of the Imam over being to the left of the Imam is not in the absolute sense seventh from the straightening of the rules is that women be separate behind the men not mixing with the men because the Prophet ﷺ said, "خير الصفوف الرجال أولها وشرها أخرها وخير الصفوف النساء أخرها وشرها أولها." In the Hadith reported by by Abu Huraira may Allah Ta'ala be pleased with him, the Prophet ﷺ said, "The best rows for men are the first rows, and the worst ones are the last ones." and the best rows for women are the best ones and the worst ones for them are the first ones so this makes it clear the more the women are distant behind the men in the prayers then that is better because their closeness to the men constitutes fitna affliction and more Even is the case in their mixing, the woman standing next to the man, or a row of women between the rows of men. Eighthly, is it from the straightening of the rows that men be in the front and boys be in the back? some of the scholars said, yes, this is from the straightening of the rose. And they said that the perfection of the rose is that men, adult meaning, be the ones who, right, in the standing right, in the back, behind the imam, and that the boys be behind them so if we have hundred men standing in one row and hundred boys who may constitute half of the row so we will make the hundred men taking the first row and we will take the hundred boys to make the second row and if a boy will go to the first row we will send him back because according to this opinion the straightening of the rows is that the men who are adults be in the front and they took as evidence for them is the saying of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam which we related earlier, let those who are sedate and prudent be near me, however, this needs examination, we say therefore, if the boys move to the front place, before the adults, then they have more right to that place, than the adults, due to the general evidences, the general indications of general evidences that the one who proceeds and be first concerning a matter before others, then he deserves that and the masajid, the houses of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la, people are equal in terms of worship so if the boy moves to the first row and sits and let him be in his place and if we say take the boys from these places from these preferred places and we put them in another place, this will lead for will lead for them to go into play. Because they will be the row will be theirs and they will get busy with players with playing. And there is also another problem. If men come and delay them from the first row, then two things may happen the boys will dislike the most because the boy even if he is young should not be looked down at him because this may imprint in his heart the second is he may end disliking the man whom, who removed him from his place Altogether we say that this saying of perfection of the rose is for the adults only to be in the front row near the imam is a weak opinion. Now, as to the saying of the Prophet ﷺ let those who are sedate and prudent be near me what he sallallahu alayhi wa intended in this is inciting those people with these qualities to move and be near to the, the imam not to go and delay the young and the boys not go and remove the young and the boys from their places Minds from the perfection of the rows, that each row takes the front row as a leading, taking it like an imam for it. If the voice of the imam is unheard and there is no one to uh, pronounce his takbirs and the like after him to make it heard in the back so in this case, each row takes follows the row in front of it. And that's why the ulama said if the person is outside the mosque, then he is not considered to be ma'moom, it's incorrect for him to be considered following the Imam unless he sees the Imam or some of those who are following the Imam in front of him case if those to the right of the row are more than those to the left with respect to the Imam would in this case would it be considerate to ask the jama'ah, the people praying, to make the two sides equal? the answer, if the difference is clear then it's okay that the imam seeks the equating the right with the left, because many people think nowadays that the right side as we mentioned is absolutely in preference to the left side and you will find them going all the way to the right even if they find one person to the left of the imam or two or a few another case we said in the beginning that when the person leaves his home completes the wudu and then he will not walk a step except that Allah will raise him to a higher level Et would he attain the same reward if he leaves his home to the mosque then he prays then he makes the wudu there at the mosque would he attain the same reward what's apparent from the hadith the answer is that he does not attain the same reward because there is a difference between someone who leaves his home prepared for the salah intending that and between someone who comes to the mosque unprepared for the Salah here we constitute or we finish the first part of this discussion on the manners and the description of Salah and inshallah ta'ala it will be placed on the site and this day is the night this night is the night of the 18th of the month of Rabi al awwal the third month of the Islamic calendar corresponding to that of the twenty seventh of April of two thousand and five. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it a benefit for myself and for all of you.